from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria back here with you. As always, we are brought to you by Food City. And Carmen, we are winding down the semester. Finals are done. And now we've just got a couple basketball games before Christmas. Yeah, here we are. So, uh, you know, shout out to all the Lee students that made it through finals. Hopefully everything went well, right? And yes. uh, you studied hard and you got through that, and it is the Christmas season. But, as you mentioned, we do have, uh, what, four, yeah. three at home, but four total uh, Gulf South Conference basketball games still to play. So uh, the way the GSC schedule works, so many conference games, and so now's the time. Uh, you know, to continue to make that push. But both of our teams, the, both the men's and women's teams, of course, are off to a great start. So hopefully we can keep that momentum going, go right into Christmas break, and uh, then be ready to roll in the spring. It is a benefit to have three of the next four at home. We've actually yeah. started most of our conference games at home, which is kind of odd that sometimes we start most of them on the road. So this year, starting all at home is kind of nice. Yeah, and I mean, Walker Arena is a great home court advantage. Of course, we'll talk more about it here in a little bit. But the, the free admission, courtesy of Food City, is a big deal. So we're hoping to pack out Walker Arena uh, throughout the course of this year. But yeah, both the ladies and the men, very tough to beat at home. It's a great home court advantage. So uh, come on out to Walker Arena. You're going to see some great basketball, high-level basketball, and it should be a lot of fun. We start this week with Alabama Huntsville and West Alabama. And our guest this week is going to play a big role in those games on the women's side. That's Anna Mahomes. Conan, joining us here on you the Burnout Podcast. Here's what I was thinking, not to interrupt. We need okay. sound effects. Yes, yes. I've got those. You've I've got to find brand, them. So, I've got to find board. them in here somewhere, but they're in there somewhere. I probably can dig around and try and like find it. But no. crowd noise, cheering. Yes, yes, I definitely need to add a bell, crowd. maybe some cowbell. Ooh, know, that could work. That could like definitely that. work. But Anna Mahonen's going to join us here today. And Anna, what a game that was on Sunday. You guys were down most of the game, made that slow comeback in the third quarter, then kick it in in the fourth quarter, and then. Pulled out that win, 80-76. to 76. Just talk about the mentality of the team not giving up against Montevallo, who's really good. Yeah, I think a big thing of it was knowing that we all just seemed to pull together. Uh, we dug a pretty big hole for ourselves, but we, we showed a lot of grit, and we all pulled together. The bench got involved, too. Everybody was all together, and I think that that's really what separated us at the end. Now, Anna, every team is different. So what would be a word or two to describe this year's team? It obviously seems like you guys, you know, thankfully enjoy one another's company. You seem to have a lot of fun both on and off the court. But what makes this year's team special in your opinion? I think we're just really tough. Um, our, all of our games have been pretty close in our conference. And we know that we need to get some separation. But I think that when it all comes down to it, we can get tough and we can really grit it out. And I think that that's special about this team. And also, we all root for each other. Um, I think from top to bottom, I think everybody's pulling for the person beside them, and that's a big key to our success. I was going to say on on Saturday, or just to be on Sunday, when you guys were doing it, the whole bench was cheering the whole yeah. time, especially when, when Kara was out there. She was playing the last two or three minutes with four yeah. fouls and didn't commit another foul, had a huge couple rebounds mm -hmm. down the stretch. Yeah, she was really big for us. And after the game, I was just so proud of her. And it's just – it's so nice to – have had good leadership in the past and I was in a role that she wasn't that she's in now and just having older people that encouraged me and so I just want to let her know like how good she's doing and it's it's so fun to watch her play and she she brings a lot to our team. Now talk about the enjoyment that you have of playing in your hometown because you were a great player for a great program. Mm -hmm. The uh, shout out to the Bradley Central Barrettes <laughs> who uh, have won what two state titles in the last five yeah. four or five years so um 
do you enjoy that? Is it fun that you get to still play here in Cleveland where, you know, obviously you're well known, but you also get to do that at, at the next level here at Lee? Yeah, um, it really means a lot to me. Uh, my dad and grandpa are the first people in the stands at every game. <laughs> and then just seeing all my family gets to come and watch me play and then my friends get to come and just having like my people here for me, it means a lot. And um, just the community, even if they didn't – cheer for me at Bradley or if they didn't even know me at Bradley, the way that they even just come in yeah. just for the lead team, it does not matter where we're from. They act like they've known us forever. And we have such a good fan base. And so it makes it really special to be in my own hometown. Well, does it add a little pressure, though, playing in front of all those family and friends at home? Um, Not necessarily. I'm just so used to it. Uh, most of my pressure comes from myself. So right. they're normally sure. there to talk me off the edge or something. <laughs> but... Uh, everybody that comes and supports me, they're just so supportive, and it just means the world to me. Okay, let's talk about Coach Rowe. So this is the <laughs> podcast, right? And so, you know, this is a, a safe space to let out all of your grievances. <laughs> oh, no, uh, Coach Rowe, of course, just a legendary coach. He's been, you know, just uh, performing at such a high level uh, for so many years. Very difficult to do. One of the best in the game. Uh, is there a – a coach rowism or a saying that just like reverberates in your head uh, at practice or during the game that's like uh, something that just you're, you you know it's coming. I mean, he is just always in our ear saying something. <laughs> Sometimes he, oh gosh, there's just no way to describe it. <laughs> I will say he does know what he's talking about. So well, you that's got, good. You got to get past of how he's saying it and just take it, <laughs> take it for what it is because he knows what he's talking about. But sometimes it's like, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, you just got to look at him and just say, okay. Yeah, you know, I told him, and you may not feel this way as a as a current player, but I told him I. I think it was sometime last year. I said, you're getting soft. I oh, think he's getting, he's getting a little softer in his old age. If you can believe that or not, uh, you know, he was uh, – he's always fiery on game day. And then, you know, in practice, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But then if you just come by and drop by the office, I mean, he's just laid back, you know, just the – He is. It's like the switch turns is on. He, is he more fiery in practice or, in, or on the – sideline in games oh gosh it just depends he's <laughs> he's pretty fiery every day in practice good or bad he's always he's pretty consistent in what he brings to the table but in games we right. can we can get him fired up whether that's good or bad <laughs> you just got to always be prepared for something okay you've had to battle through some injury you've had to battle through some adversity both on and off the court uh talk about how you've been able to get through that because obviously um, you know, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of physical and mental toughness to compete at this level. And so when you're faced with different obstacles, that can be difficult. But, you know, you've been able to somehow kind of press through those. Uh, yeah. As far as my injury goes, um, last year when I got hurt, I just had so many people around me that were pulling for me and that just encouraged me on a daily basis. Um, I had a lot of great people with our training staff and with my physical therapy staff that, like, were so intentional on getting me back to 100% so I could play. Uh, my coaches were there for me. My my friends were there for me. And that really, just having a sense of community around me as far as getting me back ready to play, I think that was the biggest thing. And it was mentally, it was tough to fight back. But one thing about getting hurt last year is that I got to watch my friends play. And it was like I couldn't even be down about being hurt because I got to sit and watch Macy play, and it was just the greatest thing that I've ever experienced. So that team was pretty easy to, to cheer on. Yeah, from the certainly, side. certainly. Uh, 
you talk about the the adversity of the injury. How hard was it coming back and getting back into playing shape? Because you know you got hurt in basically what December of mm-hmm. last year and didn't play another game until this November. How hard was it getting back into playing shape? It was pretty tough um, to get back into real basketball shape. I was I was ready for you know shooting and stuff. As far as like my physical therapy, it has basketball court in there, and so I was pretty good like skill set wise but as far as running up and down the court I missed playing pickup this summer because I wasn't cleared yet and so it was pretty tough to you could see it in the first couple games we played down at Huntsville against the Florida teams um you could see I was getting pretty fatigued really fast but I just kept working kept pushing through got on the box some and and that's really what got me back in shape but it was pretty tough all right, in the locker room, who is who's the person that just makes everybody laugh? Is that the role you play? Because I think earlier, <laughs> earlier, who did we have we on earlier? Kara. We had Kara. Kara earlier, I think, shouted you out a couple of times as far as uh, – so are you that role? Do you have a partner in crime? What's, uh, what's oh, the play well, there? Well, I'm pretty goofy, and I can make just about everybody laugh, but we have <laughs> a team full of goofy people that at any given moment, everyone's just going to die laughing at them, but – I probably laugh the most with uh, Mia, Haley, and Kara. That's just – I lived with them last year, and I live with Haley and Kara this year. But when we're all four together, it's the dumbest thing I've ever experienced. But I have <laughs> never laughed so hard in my life. Oh, it's good for the soul. So who is the most serious? Like, who's the hardest person for you to make laugh? Like, if you make them laugh, you feel like you've really accomplished something. Oh, gosh. It just depends on the moment. I think that everybody can sit in there – and they'll give a little giggle, but but if you get Addie to like really laugh out loud, especially whenever we're like about to practice or play or something, she kind of gets locked in. Yeah, she gets locked <laughs> in. She gets real serious. But if you can make her laugh, then you're doing good in life. How competitive is it with the, your group of forwards, just in practice every day, trying to make each other better? Um, it's pretty competitive. We all know that we can all compete with each other. Um, but we also all we all root for each other, but we know the only way that we're going to get better is if we go in every day and honestly we just beat the crap out of each other. That's that's what happens with us and we really push each other. They guys had some big wins out of the gate against some rivalry teams in Valdosta State, mm-hmm. West Florida, Montevallo. Who's your favorite team to beat in the GSC? Oh gosh, we were talking Every about Every win this. matters, right? But who's your like you just take a little extra joy in getting the dub against them? It just depends on I have one, but I want to hear your answer <laughs> well, first. <laughs> I do too. It, it gets back and forth. It just depends on how Valdosta or West Florida, how they're acting that day. This <laughs> this year we discussed it was it was a lot better beating West Florida after the game. They're telling us they'll see us at home. We're like, okay, we'll see you there. But <laughs> this year or those past couple games, it was it was better to beat West Florida. But beating Valdosta at their place is pretty fun. Uh, mine would be Valdosta. Same for sure. Va- Valdosta uh, easily. Just, Union, just about every sport. Union's up there just for the traditional rivalry. Yeah. But really, I mean, typically all. And what's the, the cool part about that is if you love competitive basketball is usually those are the those are the players right yeah. it's us it's union it's west uh florida and valdosta but uh man you guys had to have some confidence i mean yeah. it's a long season obviously but to get those two early wins i thought against valdosta and west florida back to back was big mm-hmm. because you know obviously we didn't play as well as we yeah. liked out of the gate down in uh huntsville against the florida schools but man big time comeback by you guys yeah and that really maybe set the tone for you know this four game winning streak you're on mm-hmm. it was it was really big to come out of the gate and beat those two teams 
Um, everyone in our conference, honestly, is pretty good. And on any given night, oh, you sure. don't you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we slack one game, anybody could beat us. Sure. And, and that's how it is across the conference. And we're blessed to have really good competition in everyone we play. And I think that makes it that much more fun whenever we're winning. What did you guys take away from the, after the first two games, those two losses? You go to Huntsville, you lose to Tampa, who beat us in the region last mm-hmm. year, then lost to a good Florida Southern team. What was the mindset of the team after that weekend, you know, just as a two group, not without, without the coaches in there, just what was your mindset like? Yeah, um, we talked a lot about playing together instead of playing on five separate pages at once. Um, communication and really locking in on the defensive end was really big for us. Um, we know that sometimes the ball's not going to go in the hole, but we can control our defense every day. And so that's really what we focused on. Um, we just wanted to make sure that everybody was energized on or off the court. Uh, Coach Rose says all the time, if you're out, you're in. And I think that was really our mindset going in uh, to our conference play after um, losing down at Huntsville. But we just really needed to all pull together and get on the same page. And I think that uh, what we talked about in the locker room and even with the coaches, I think that that showed a lot better. Uh, do you still? I know it's hard now, but you still make it out to some uh, Barrett's basketball games when you can. You still t- stay connected to the program. Yeah, um, I love watching them play. It's uh, there's only one girl that I played with, Grace Phillips. She's the only person okay. that's still there. But yeah. I love going and watching them play. I'm friends with the girls on the team that I didn't even play with. Um, that family, I mean, at Bradley, that truly is a family. Like Coach Ritter will still text me all the time. Um, he's such a uh, father figure in my life like yeah. he's right up there with coach Rowan, my own dad and I think that it's amazing just coming from such a special place yeah very cool and it's been a pretty exciting year for Bradley I have the oh, football team yes. made it to the semis yeah. first time and since the mid-70s so pretty exciting what was the biggest crowd you played for in front of in, at Bradley maybe on the road or at home yeah um the biggest crowd that was really there for my game was probably our Bradley Cleveland games and it Honestly, at Bradley and at Cleveland, the, the gym was full, I'll packed out. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> you you walk into the gym and the temperature goes up twenty degrees. That's how many people were there. And then obviously at state, uh, we went off for years whenever I was in high school. But like, there's a bunch of fans there, but they're there for all sorts of games. So yeah, and it's a huge arena too. Yeah. So you don't get that that intimacy as well. Yeah. But. Well, Anna, it's a great start to this year. We're glad you're back healthy. We're yeah. glad you're on the court, and uh, we're excited for what's to come for the Lady Flames. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. A couple more big GSC games. Thank you. We'll take a quick break and be back with more in a moment as we hear a word from Food City. Attention shoppers, don't forget to ask our certified butchers for great recipe tips. This is an authentic butcher shop where meat is hand-cut in-store, beef is ground fresh daily, and expert advice from a certified butcher is always free of charge. (laughs) Free advice? That's what I call value. The quality I crave, the value I count on. Nobody does food like Food City. Welcome back to the Burnham Up Podcast, brought to you by Food City. Our thanks to Anna Mahonen for joining us and we announced it a couple of weeks ago, Carmen, Food City, free admission for everybody. We've talked about it before. 
I think it's worked. I think the Freedom Mission's worked. People are starting to come out, and Food City has very been a great sponsor for us. Oh, they absolutely have. We're excited about this. Obviously, they're the official supermarket of Lee Athletics, and a big part of that sponsorship is the free admission. So uh, because of their generosity, we're able to give free admission to uh, all Lee men's and women's basketball games this season. So come on out. I mean, you're, you're looking yes. for something to do. The kids are getting ready to be on Christmas breaks, and you're looking for things to do on the weekends. Uh, and, and, you know, you go to the movies, you got to pay an arm and a leg, right? You go, right. you know, you go anywhere, it's going to cost some money, but you come to the Lee basketball games, you have a great time, uh, get some food from the concession stand, watch some great basketball, very affordable, free admission. So certainly want to thank our friends at Food City. Nobody does food like Food City or the holidays. So for all of your holiday needs, make sure to visit Food City and Food City. They do online pickup. You can just call curbside pickup. It's easy to shop there. Uh, you can pay using a credit card, debit card. Never even leave your vehicle as the weather gets, you know, turns a little colder. That's a great thing to have. It saves you time and money. And don't forget, you're trying to save a few extra bucks for, for Christmas gifts yes. this year. Fuel bucks. They're Fuel Bucks Plus. Earn one Fuel Buck for every dollar you spend. Uh, saves you money on gas. For every 150 Fuel Bucks you redeem, you'll get 15 cents off per gallon at Food City Gas and Go for a limited time. Only some restrictions apply. Please see store or visit foodcity.com for details. All your holiday needs. Exactly. Your ham, your meats, your uh, your desserts, everything. Go to Food City. They will take care of you. As we mentioned earlier, we're kind of wrapping up this semester. We'll have one more podcast next week, just kind of a doing a semester wrap-up here before the Christmas break. But we had a few big soccer announcements this week. Emma McLaughlin was a first-team All-South region for both the D2. See, this is where we would give him some cowbell. Yes, yes. Cowbell for uh, I'll add that. I'll I'll add that for next week. (laughs) He was a D2 CCA and a United Soccer Coaches first-team All-Region. Then on the women's side, Kate Dirksy announced today, First team All-American. That's right. That's, That's a, a huge, honor. huge honor for D2CCA. We'll see if she gets one in the United Soccer Coaches. That comes out in a couple weeks. And then Elasia and I, Grace Berry, and Julian Lopes all received All-Region honors. So, Bloody Flames, of course, their season didn't come in the way they wanted to, but still getting big recognition. Yeah, and, and Kate had a fantastic career. Uh, Well-deserving. The thing I love about that is it's, it's really the recognition of just what a complete player she was. I mean, she could – you know, she was such a – uh, impact player when it came to set pieces on corner kicks and things of that nature. You know, she was so good with the ball in the air, being able to mm-hmm. find it, head head in those goals. She was so good at PKs and free kicks, and then just a lockdown defender. I mean, the reason yes. we were so good defensively, uh, you know, in addition to, uh, you know, the play of Molly in, in goal was the just just a very solid effort from Kate Dirksy. Definitely so. And then the other only other thing going on this past week was the first the indoor icebreaker for indoor track and field the flames and lady flames went down to birmingham birmingham southern uh opening uh tournament or competition i should say had a few wins ryan lovelace uh he yeah, won shout out to our man he, ra- he won the uh, 3k mckenna cavanaugh won a couple races so only a handful of athletes went not everyone went it's just kind of the get it going and well true to its title it's an icebreaker, icebreaker right? right so i mean they'll really get things ramped up starting in january with the indoor competition but yeah what's great to see for ryan i know ryan's had to you know he's battled through some things mm-hmm. um this year trying to get back to where he wants to be um you know to of course does some work for us right. uh, broadcasting with soccer uh this season so we've gotten to know ryan really well but uh yeah it was good to see him get the win i know that was kind of a a relief for him to kind of you know get yes, back to yes. where he he wants to be, and so you know he's going to be a big player in that that three k five k range. 
you know, during the indoor and outdoor seasons uh, for Coach Caleb Morgan. So, yeah, good to get, you know, get a few people back in action, um, you know, and then we'll get things really rolling. We'll have we'll have athletes compete in what feels like every weekend starting yes. January uh, in the track and field side of things. So, uh, but a good start for a lot of our athletes and, uh, you know, expect great things out of those indoor track and field teams as they look to, you know, win a few couple more GSC championships. Right. Well, the indoor season goes so fast because it's January well, February, and the middle of February you're doing conference. Yeah. And then basically the first weekend, second weekend of March, you're doing the national championship. So it's a full semester of track and field, but it just, the indoor just goes so fast. Yeah. It, it sneaks up on you. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, but yeah, just, uh, you know, 10 weeks or so we'll be, uh, we'll be in Birmingham there covering <laughs> right. the, uh, always enjoy going down to the co- uh, crossplex and covering that so uh yeah it's it's exciting a uh, couple of new athlete you know freshmen uh, that'll yes. make an impact uh you know some familiar names as well that'll be in the mixes uh as well so yeah it's gonna be an exciting season this week as we mentioned we've got four basketball games two on friday two on sunday the two games on friday against the university of alabama in huntsville huge rival with the men's side and the women's side is always good they've given us a couple losses here in the last couple of years so that should be fun and then on sunday it's Mayfield Dairy Ice Cream Day. That's right. Scotty Mayfield himself will be in the house, but uh, if you're in the area, make sure to come on out to both games. We need big crowds there. As you mentioned, it's a great rivalry, particularly on the men's side uh, with Huntsville. Uh, Coach Shulman down there, of course, he's got strong ties to the Chattanooga, East Tennessee area from his time at UTC and was a longtime coach for Macaulay. Uh, so, you know, we recruit similar type players, uh, you know, so we're always in a recruiting battle with them. And then when it comes time to play the games, uh, it's always close and competitive and, and hard fought. So we look forward to that. So Friday, 530 and 730. And then as you mentioned, Sunday, Mayfield ice cream. So not only do you get into the game free, but you also get free ice cream sandwiches courtesy of Mayfield Dairy Farm. So, uh, they're a proud sponsor of Lee Athletics. And so we're, we're excited to have, uh, Mr. Mayfield himself, Scotty yes. Mayfield, who loves Lee. He loves Lee Athletics. He'll be in the house on Sunday, and uh, we'll be passing out. We'll have plenty of free ice cream sandwiches. You and I will go pick those up on Friday. Maybe make a stop at uh, uh, Michael's, that restaurant oh, there yes. in Athens. Yes. Made at, uh, last year. It was pretty good. I just thought of that. But uh, No, we're excited. It's going to be a fun weekend. Definitely. So games on Friday are at 5.30 and 7.30, half an hour earlier than they were in the previous years. And we've only had a couple games like that already. And I like the 5.30 and 7.30 starts. Well, I think it's good. Obviously, you know, when you you start at 5.30 on a Friday or or a Thursday, which will be our our Uh start times, uh, you know, sometimes, you you know, you may be rushed to get over there for the start of the women's game. But what it does is it just makes gives you a better opportunity to stay and watch both games. Because the men's game, when we were at 6 and 8 last year, of course, was – you know, usually not tipping off till closer to 8.30. Well, by the time that game ends, it's, you know, after 10. And, and that can be pretty late, especially on a school night or a yes. work night. So, yeah, I do think the 5.30 and 7.30 uh, weeknight starts will be will be better for everyone. Uh, certainly better for us as we yes. can get out of there <laughs> yes. at, at a decent time. Um, and then we'll have our standard Saturday or Sunday, Sunday which yes. is Sunday this week. Uh, and then Saturday once we get out, out to the – New Year, uh, you know, two and four mm-hmm. start times as well. So go to church, grab a quick lunch, come on over, watch some great basketball Sunday afternoon. Before we wrap it up, fired up moments of the week. 
Well, I got to go. You know, the men are 5-0 and oh yeah. for the first time since 2014, Correct. I believe. So Correct. that's a big one. Uh, so I'll go with that. Let me let me shout out Coach Bubba Smith. Listen, the thing I love about this team, they got five players averaging double figures. They got seven players that are averaging eight or more points per game. It is such an unselfish, balanced team. Uh, one night against Valdosta, you got Beyond setting a career high. The next night against West Florida, you got Noah Bowler-Kyle setting a career high in points. Right. Uh, J.J. Barnes is, you know, you know, averaging 14 and 10 a game. I mean, they're just – they're unselfish. They're sharing the basketball. It's a deep team. You know, the, once the freshmen get their legs under them and get more acclimated to the college game, I think Coach Smith is going to be able to probably go, you know, a solid 9-10 deep if he wants to, depending on the situation. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I'll go 5-0 and for the first time since 2014. Uh, this has the makings, and I know it's early, but I think it has the makings. Uh, to be a very special season, but it'll be a big weekend. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> will. Both teams, but particularly on the men's side, when you talk about playing Huntsville and West Al, those are always two of the top teams on the men's side in the GSC. So if the Flames can uh, can come out with some success this weekend, they'll be in really good shape. I'll go with the women's game. I'll just match that one. They were down 14 in that first half. Could yeah, have easily, great battle back. You could yeah. have easily crumbled, fought it back, and then Mia Hurst goes for 21 points, six three-pointers, five of those in that second half. So give that a round of applause. I'll find that up at some point. I'll find those clips right. in there. Well, here's the thing about Mia, and this is the thing I love about her, is she's not afraid. The, no. She is not afraid of the moment. She is all about it. She is intense, ready to go. And I'm telling you, when she starts to make a few shots and gets comfortable, she relishes that moment, especially yes. on the road. Yes. She relishes that moment of silencing the crowd, leading the comeback. Uh, she's just what I like to call a gamer. She's just yeah, a she gamer is. and uh, love the fact that she's on our team. And, uh, yeah, that was a big win for the Lady Flames to battle back on the road. Tough to win on the road, yeah. especially at Montevallo. So that's a big win. That's going to do it for this edition of the Burn em Up podcast. We hope to see you all at Walker Arena on Friday night and on Sunday afternoon. Our thanks to Food City for bringing you the Burn em Up podcast. For Carmel Astoria, I'm Philip Sang. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>